heard this morning, the tragic news in London, it's, it's good just for us to come and, and come draw near to God and just bring before him the things on our heart and, and pray together and, and worship him. Yeah, uh, many of you know I was away last week. I just had a, just a bit of time off to visit some friends and family. I had a great time away. Thanks for, for those that wish me a happy birthday as well. That was great. I had a nice time. But I, had a, I missed an absolute treat here as well last week. Was anyone here last week, last Sunday? It sounded like just the spirit really broke out and just God really touched some people's lives and just uh, people came away just really hungry and excited. So I feel like I missed out, but um, yeah, it's, it's great that we don't just limit it by one Sunday, are we? You know, we can experience God wherever we are, week in, week out, not just on a Sunday, you know, and I, I'm just so thankful for that. But it's great to be back this Sunday again, just to be together to worship and pray and sing songs, but um, I don't know who was affected on the way in this morning with the traffic. I hope you, you got here okay with the road closures and the, the Ramathan. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> you all got here, just checking you're still alive. Now, because, uh, you know, I've signed up to, uh, to do the London Marathon next year. Just, woo! But I've not got in yet, so that's why I, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I went out for a run this morning, just getting warmed up, getting excited for that. Um, but the reason I say that, really, and, and referring to the Ramathon this morning, the half marathon, is I think that following Jesus is like a race. It's like a journey that we have to run. You know, some of us, does anyone like running? Some of us can't stand the thought of it, let alone, you know, they get tired just watching it, let alone, you know, thinking about it. But um, I just want to encourage us, there's a great verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, which says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. You know, and following Jesus, sometimes you can be feel like you're going up a really steep hill. That life is really difficult, life is really tough, and you almost can't see the top of the hill because it's just so difficult. But then there's other times in your life where you're running downhill. We all like going downhill, don't we? You know, we can go a lot quicker, it's a lot easier. And, and I think sometimes in life when we follow Jesus, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's necessarily easy, but we're enjoying it a lot more. And things are going the way we planned and the way we hoped. But then there's also like this turns that, you know, we go off track sometimes and we come back. But I just really think that it's, it's about a race and a journey with God and that we, we're called to, to run this race. But it says the race marked out for us. I think we have a race corporately or as a church where we run together. But there's also a race that we're called to run individually as well. You know, not each of us will do the same things in our life. And I just want to really uh, look upon what this is for our lives. And I just want to base it upon this morning, upon a character in the Bible. There's lots of great stories in the Bible of, of men and women of God who had a different journey, a different race, how God used them in different ways. And some of you will be really familiar with this story, with this passage. And we're going to be looking at the character of Jonah. Jonah, this uh, really just a small book in the Old Testament, just four chapters long. Just encourage you to, to read it in, in your time uh, when you get chance. But we're going to be looking at chapter three particularly in a moment, and I'll come to read that in a second. But just to give you a bit of a background, because some of you will have heard stories about Jonah when you were at Sunday school and you know, know the story well. But for those that don't, I just want to give a very brief background before we get to chapter three. In the first chapters, Jonah was given a task by God to go to a place called Nineveh. Nineveh was a place of destruction. It was a place of immorality and sinful behavior, and it was just a terrible place to be. And uh, God called Jonah to go to, to Nineveh to preach, to preach the good news and to tell them to turn from their sinful ways. But as we see in chapter one, Jonah didn't do that. <laughs> he disobeyed and went to a place 
or, or he was heading towards a place called Tarshish, which is completely the other direction, as you can see on the screen. And on the way there, he was thrown overboard because, as he got on a boat to head towards this place, because they recognized that it was in response to his sinful disobedience to what God had called him to do. And then many of you will know that whilst he was over, over, you know, in the sea, then a great big fish swallowed him up. Now, this is one of these stories which you think, wow. I mean, no wonder they teach it at Sunday school because it just triggers your imagination. You think it must have been a pretty big fish, you know, probably a whale, um, to, to really do that. And then as we see uh, Jonah in, the, in the, what, the whale or the big fish for three days and three nights, he then, uh, in chapter two, he prays. He calls out to God in his deep despair and says, you know, he calls to God and says, he recognizes God's sovereignty. He recognizes his need for God, and he prays just to, to, for, for something to change. And as we see at the end of chapter 2, then God uh, commands the fish to, to regurgitate Jonah out, and then we see him here at chapter 3, just at the beginning. So, I mean, that doesn't do it necessarily uh, justice, but that's just a brief summary as we get to chapter 3. So the words should be on the screen behind me if you want to follow with me. It says, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to, them, to it the message that I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required three days. On the first day, Jonah started into the city. He proclaimed 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. They declared a fast and all of them from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from the throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself in sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. Then he issued a proclamation in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, Sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. It goes on to say, when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction that he had threatened. You know, that, that's just a, a great part of the story of Jonah. And hearing how the second time he obeyed. And I just want to look at his life and his story, really, and just unpack just a few things that we can apply, perhaps, to our lives today about running our race or what the journey or the story and following Jesus looks like for us today. And the first is this. We see just at the beginning of chapter 3, it says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. God gives us a second chance. Is anyone thankful this morning that God's given them a second chance? You know, we're singing, weren't we, Amazing Grace. You know, the amount of times in our lives where we perhaps mess up or do things that we shouldn't do. But God says that he's a God of grace. You know, we read in the word that he's a God of mercy. He's a God of love. And he gives us a second chance. And here, you know, you know as we, we all make mistakes at times and we all get things wrong. But Jonah, I think, had recognized from his initial first time where God called him to go to Nineveh. Uh, as he disobeyed the consequences of what happened, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. You act differently, don't you, because of your experiences before. You know, you learn from your mistakes. And this is clearly what had happened with Jonah. 
He recognized as well that God's plans will always exceed ours. You know, sometimes we think that we know what's best. And sometimes we like to choose what's easy over what's right. You know, sometimes we like to, to do the things that perhaps seem comfortable, where God will sometimes call us to a place where it's not comfortable because he knows his plans are better and bigger than ours. Uh, whilst I was uh, away last week, we, we hired a car whilst I was overseas, and my brother was the designated driver, thankfully, because I'm, I'm not the best driver in the UK, let alone in another country. But uh, we also had a, a sat-nav that we used, Google Maps, but it was running on data, you know, and uh, when you're overseas, they charge you more for those things. So we decided one time that we wouldn't use the sat-nav going to a destination because we're trying to save, save on the data. And uh, after 20 minutes, we realized we were not going to where we were meant to be going. We'd taken a wrong turn and soon came out the sat-nav. But thankfully, sat-nav doesn't say, no, you didn't use me first time, so you can't use me now. It came back and we used it and we managed to get to our designated route. And although that's uh, just a bit of a silly illustration, I'm so thankful that the amount of times that we mess up God's arms are always open wide. You know, God loves us for who we are. He knows that we're fallen, that we're broken, that we, we do get things wrong. But actually, his mercies are new every day. It also says in Isaiah that his ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than ours. You know, I think Jonah would have recognized here that God's plans are bigger and better than ours. And just to encourage you, you know, in the sense of second chances, you know, it doesn't mean that we just keep doing what we want for the sake of it and knowing that we can always come back to God, but we respond to this grace and we try and follow the route. We try and run the race that God's marked out for each and every one of us. It also says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, this wasn't necessarily just talking about salvation with Jonah. You know, this is where coming back to him, rerouting in one sense, you know, getting back on track. You know, life's hard and things come our way, but actually it's just getting back on the right track. There's a path that's marked out for us. And I, I read this quote the other day, Nicky Gumbel, uh, a great pastor down at HTB, and he says this, he's, he also came up with the Alpha Course, great man of God. He says that no matter how far you have traveled in the wrong direction, you can always turn around. You can always turn around. Let me just say that again. No matter how far you've traveled in the wrong direction, you can always turn around. For me, that's just such an encouragement that sometimes we feel that we've gone so far the wrong way that we can't turn back because we've come too far now. But actually, God says, it doesn't matter how far you've gone wrong. Turn back to me, and I'll make your path straight. We read earlier, didn't we, in Psalm 40, about him redeeming our life from the pit. And we see in Jonah in, in chapter 2 that he, he refers to that, he you hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled me about. But then it goes on to say, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, and my prayer rose to you. You know, he lifted him out of the pit, you know, even of a great fish. You know, I'm not saying that we're going to be swallowed up by a fish anytime soon. Well, I hope not anyway. But, you know, our life might feel like we're in that place. We might feel like we're at rock bottom. But actually, God is saying, turn to me. He will hear our prayers. He will hear our cry. And he can lift us out of that. So this is about getting set, really. You know, you have these instructions, don't you? Get set, get ready, get set, and go. We've got to get ready 
And that's by recognizing that we have a second chance and God calls us to that. The second part that I want to talk about this morning, based upon Jonah, is really God calls us for a purpose. You know, it's amazing how many times Martin referred to that earlier in his testimony, that God had had called him out of what he was doing and recognized that he had a God-given purpose. In the story of Jonah, it says that his purpose was to go to the great city of Nineveh, proclaim the message that he had given him. You know, we're not just saved from all the bad things, but we're saved to all the good things. You know, we've got a plan and a purpose for our lives that's not just about us. You know, I've really struggled with that over the years to recognize that it's not me and my plan, but it's God and his, and that we've got to align ourselves with him. It says in 2 Timothy that he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace for us. And, you know, when we read the Lord's Prayer, you know, it's familiar to many of us, you know, it's your will be done, you know, your kingdom come. But it's not your will be done as long as it fits into my will, which is sometimes how we can, you know, think. And I just want to encourage us, really, that actually God has given each and every one of us a purpose. It's not just about our preferences, but fitting and surrendering into his. So what's that purpose? This is a big thing. You know, I was reading a book the other day that the three big questions that people have is about identity, about belonging, and about purpose. They're the three main things that we, we strive for, to, be, to discover our identity, to feel belonging, and to have a purpose in life. And I, the, the purpose thing, people discuss, like, search for it in lots of different ways. But actually, I believe that God has given us a general purpose and specific tasks. I think that looking at, at Jonah's life and, and in the Word, we can see there's lots of instructions that God has given us that apply to all of us. The great commandment, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You know, that's not necessarily a specific task, but that's a general purpose for all of our lives. It also says in Micah 6, 8, to act justly, to love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. You know, this is a very general purpose for each and every one of us. The golden rule, do to others as you would have do to, do to you. Do to others as you'd have them do to you. You know, they're very simple things, but actually they're, they're purposes for our whole life. Just another one. You know, it's about glorifying God. It says in 1 Samuel, be sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. You know, we might want a specific task, but we have to start by fulfilling the general purpose. You know, we don't have to, as we seek God and pursue him, he'll reveal more. So it's the general purposes, but also the specific tasks. And here we see Jonah was given just that, wasn't he? He says, go to the city of Nineveh, a place which I wouldn't want to go to myself. But there's sometimes where God calls us to something that we really enjoy, that we really love, and fits in, in exactly with what we want to do. But there's sometimes where he pushes us just a little bit, just small steps out of our comfort zone. Noah was asked to build an ark. Abraham was to sacrifice his son. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt. You know, there's times in the Bible where people are given specific tasks. I wonder what your specific task is. I wonder what, as we, you know, we call and wait on the Lord, I wonder just be open to him saying, you know, to listening to his voice. We can't know our task if we're not listening to what he's saying. So just to encourage you, you know, whilst the general purpose, we know what God calls us to, but 
He has little things here and there. The Holy Spirit prompts you to do things week in, week out, day in, day out, whether it's at your workplace, with your friends, with your family. And for me, this is the exciting thing about following Jesus. You know, we see God call us. He, he gives us instructions and leads us to certain things. And as a result, we see God do some amazing things in our life. Going back to the story here with Jonah, not only did he do what it was called of him the second time round, but the response of what was happening was incredible. You know, who would have thought that this city would turn to God, get on their knees and pray and fast? Everyone, not just some of them, they all responded. So Jonah's obedience was rewarded in the sense of the city recognizing their need for God, and then as a result, God relented. If Jonah didn't obey, that wouldn't have happened. So just to encourage you, you know, when you step out, when you hear this calling of God on your life for these specific tasks, he will do amazing things in and through your life. We've been doing the Alpha course uh, over the last uh, number of weeks now, and it's just been amazing just uh, journeying with people that are asking questions, and the videos are fantastic. And um, one, one of the videos this week, actually, we're talking about how does God lead us and guide us. And that is, again, it's a big question. We're not sure what, what we're supposed to do. And, and, you know, maybe we find it hard to hear what God's saying. But he, they, they come up with five things to help us navigate through big decisions in life or knowing when God's calling us. And I'll just read them. The first is compelling scripture. You know, the, the Bible is always the best place to start when you don't know what to do. You know, it might be hard to, to find an exact verse for what you want it to say. But just start by reading it. That's a great place to start. The compounding spirit. Sometimes do you ever just get that feeling where I've just got to do that? I just know I need to speak to that person. I know I need to encourage that person. I need to pray for that person. I need to go here. I need to do that. You know, sometimes we just, we, we, we might dismiss it. But actually, the more and more we, we get that, maybe that's God speaking in that situation. The counsel of the saints is what Alpha says. Wisdom from other people. You know, we don't just have to make these decisions on our own. It says using common sense as well. You know, just listening to, to common sense and using that in our everyday situations. And also, circumstantial signs. You know, there might be something that you think, right, this just keeps happening. I have to do something as a result of this now because it's so evident. But I just wonder, like, for me, like, and for you today, are we listening to what God's prompting us to do? And what's he saying for us to do? He gave Jonah a specific task on his journey with him. Just to encourage you just to spend time today, this week. Think, I mean, sometimes it's a small task. Sometimes it's a huge task. Sometimes it might be, it'll take two minutes. Sometimes you might devote your whole life to it. But it doesn't matter what the size is. It's just listening to God, hearing his call, and, and responding. So that it's, God gives us a second chance. He calls us for a purpose. And lastly, God responds to our obedience. Jonah went to Nineveh, he observed the word of the Lord, and he proclaimed 40 days that Nineveh will be overthrown. And as we've already, discussed, uh, already shared, that the response was amazing. You know, what God can do with someone who's willing to be obedient, it's limitless. You know, we can achieve anything because of who God is, not because of who we are. You know, Martin said, didn't he, I'm an ordinary man serving an extraordinary God. You know, and the thing is that I love about having a relationship with Jesus, it's not that we have to do everything 
And it's also not that God does everything, but it's a relationship and it's a partnership where we walk with him and that whilst we're on our knees and we're praying and we're seeking him, he also gives us things to do. He calls us to do his work. And, and for me, that's just really exciting and, and a great privilege, I, I, I call it, you know, in my life. And, um, and, it, and it can bring change. You know, all, many of us here today are a consequence of somebody else praying for us. Somebody else stepping out in faith, sharing the word, inviting them to church, asking them to come on an Alpha course. You know, for me, that's just really exciting to see that we can be catalysts for change in this city, in our communities, in our families, you know, where God has called us. You know, sometimes I think when I was growing up, I always used to think mission was overseas. And I thank God for those that go overseas to do mission. But mission is where God has placed you. God is, uh, mission is where God has placed you. You know, we don't have to go all around the world, but it's, it's great when people do that because, the, what's it say in the Bible? We're to go to all the nations. You know, that is a, a biblical principle, a biblical message, a mandate for us all to, not necessarily for all of us to do, but actually we're called to be missionaries where we are. You know, I just want to encourage you to think, you know, what God is calling you to do. You know, I'm not here to say specifically those tasks. That's for the Spirit to plant and place within you but just to be encouraged that God responds to your obedience. And our obedience is also an act of worship. It's an act of worship. You know, singing songs is great, and God loves it when we come together and worship him in song and and through music, but it's also about sacrifice and it's about obedience, walking with him day in, day out, and just following him. And that's what we see from, from Jonah and his life that as a result, miracle took place because he responded. Faith is taking the first step before God reveals the second. But it's a choice. We're surrounded by choices, aren't we? You know, I went to Costco the other day for the first time. Anyone a Costco fan? A few hands going up, those with membership cards. Or, you know, you go to Asda, absolutely huge, the one in Spondon. So many choices, you know, you just want a chocolate bar. And this loads and loads of choice and we live in an age where you have choice all around you and you know that's great but when it comes to to following Jesus when it comes to responding to him again we have a choice God doesn't force us to do the things that he calls us to do but there aren't as many choices as pretty much yes or no (laughs) sometimes we might think maybe or later that's still a decision in itself isn't it and I think is delayed uh a delayed decision, disobedience, I'm not sure. But I think actually we have to make the decision in those moments to, to respond or obey, you know. And I think just to encourage you, when you do, watch God begin to do things in your life. You know, if we don't do anything that God calls us to, I think Christianity is boring. <laughs> you know, what's the point of just, you know, being doing religious activity and being tradition and, you know, doing the things that we do week in, week out. But actually, when we hear God's voice, when we respond to his word, when we step out in faith, for me, like, I, th- I think it's the greatest adventure. You know, I think it's exciting. And, you know, I want to hear stories, you know, of, you know, Martin shared earlier, we, you know, stories from the Alpha, from your workplace, you know, just when you hear stories, it encourages you, doesn't it? You know, that's why we have a testimony. We have them every now and again of, of what God is doing. But it's because... Firstly, we recognize that we have been given a second chance. 
that our sins have been forgiven and that God wants to use us. Because he has a purpose for each and every one of our lives, general and specific. But then it's also as a result of us responding in obedience and God working with us. You know? And for me, I, I think that's amazing. And I want to just encourage us this morning. You know, Jonah, for me, I love reading the, the Bible and reading about characters. You know, they see the disciples, a lot of the Old Testament characters. They're just like us. They're human. They're very ordinary. You know, when we see them, we might think, oh, I would never do those things. I'll never be able to do some of the things that other people do. But actually, God has given you a specific task. I don't know what that is again, but I just want to encourage you just to, whether it's this morning, whether it's this afternoon, sometime this week, just say, God, reveal yourself to me. Reveal more of yourself to me. Because, you know, following Jesus and, and faith is a doing word, isn't it? You know, whilst we think it affects our beliefs, but as a result, we live this out day in, day out. So I wonder if we just close our eyes. I just want to pray for us in a moment. It's a very simple message this morning about purpose and obedience and just receiving this grace of God in our lives and just seeing what, what God can do with, with uh, uh, just somebody committed to him. Today is Pentecost Sunday and we've been singing Come Holy Spirit. I believe the Spirit of God will reveal truth and will lead us and guide us. I believe that the Spirit will give us a boldness and a courage to do the things that he's calling us to. And I'm thankful that God is alive and active and he speaks to us when we're listening. I just want us just to have a, a few moments just to Wait on God just to think of your life right now. Think of the things that you're doing day in, day out. Think of how you can include God in those moments. What he's perhaps prompting you to. just whilst we're in this moment of reflection and our eyes are closed. Some of you might have been listening to what I'm saying this morning and the story of Jonah and this idea of God giving second chances. Maybe you're in that place where you want a second chance or you need a second chance. You just need a touch from God this morning. Maybe it's just rerouting. You've just gone off track a little bit, but you need to get back on track with him. If that's you in a moment, I just want you to just to, to stand where you are, just as a sign to God to say, God, I want to get back on track with you. I've wondered my own way, but I know that I need to face the right direction again, and I need that second chance. Some of you might be here this morning and thinking, I've been wondering a lot lately in the wilderness. I feel like I'm at the bottom of this fish. I need a sense of purpose. I need a sense of direction. And you've heard this morning that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. If that's you in a moment, again, I'll just ask you to stand where you are. 
And I want to pray for you that God will reveal his plans and his purposes and his specific tasks to you. And thirdly, you've been hearing from God maybe in the last few weeks and months about doing a particular thing, but you've been putting it off. And now it's, you're ready to obey. It's time to, to, to step up and do whatever God's calling you to. You know, I'm not asking you to share that with anyone particular. That's between you and God. But if that's you again this morning, just right where you are, I want you to stand as an acknowledgement before your Heavenly Father to say, yeah, I'm ready to do this now. So just now, where you are, if, that's any, if you fit into any of those three, just stand where you are. Just stand where you are. I just want to pray for us. That's great. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters here standing right now, God. Lord, I thank you that you know their heart. You know their situations. You know the things that is going on in their lives. And I just pray right now, God, that you will pour your love and your grace on them. Lord, we say, Holy Spirit, fill their lives afresh, God. Lord, I pray and I thank you that you give us grace and mercy. Your mercy is new every day. I pray, Lord, that you give the men and women that have responded a second chance, God, to reroute, to get back on track. And Lord, I just pray that as a result of standing today, and that you will acknowledge that and respond. Lord, I also pray for those that just lacking direction and purpose. Lord, I pray that you will fill them with just so much clarity in the coming weeks and months of what you are calling them to do. Lord, I thank you that you love us and you have a plan and a purpose for each of our lives. I pray that you will reveal that to those that are standing right now. And Lord, for those that have been just delaying this thing that you've called them to, Lord, I pray you'll give them a boldness and a courage like you gave to Jonah, Lord, just to go and do the works that you have called them to do. And I pray as a result, we will hear some amazing stories. We will see the power of God just move through their lives, through this city. Thank you, Jesus. I wonder if we'd all stand now, just join with these guys. It's great just to, to read some of these characters in the Bible and to recognize what they have gone through and how we can relate to that. But let me just pray for us before we go. Lord, I thank you that you are a good God, a good, good God. Lord, you love us. You're our Heavenly Father. Lord, we just submit ourselves to you afresh, Lord. Lord, who is there like you? Without you, we are nothing, Lord. And Lord, we just put our hope, our trust, our faith in you again, Lord. Lord, as we go from this place, I pray for divine appointments, for encounters, Lord, that God moments that just are so of you, Lord, that you stir our faith, Lord. I pray for an excitement to fill each of our lives, God, to, that knowing you is the greatest thing we know. Lord, and having a relationship with you is just the best. Lord, I pray for a greater awareness of that as we sang earlier. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. So as we go from this place, Lord, I pray that you'll bless the rest of our day. 
Lord, we think of those that are away, Lord, at this time. Bless them as well, God. And have your way in us, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, guys, there's a prayer meeting at Riverside this evening, citywide, if you want to go along to that. And next week, we've got James Glass here with us. And there's an encounter service next Sunday evening as well. But teas and coffees over the road. It's been great to be with you. Bless you.